is in, in any life, in any being, in any round, spiritual, unspiritual, Jesus' name is above them all. And he has, God has already put all things under his feet. And the truth is, my friend, you and I are his children. We are, the Bible says, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We have been adopted by the spirit of adoption. The Holy Spirit adopted us into the same family as Jesus Christ. That means in Jesus Christ, we have the authority of Jesus Christ. Not for our own purposes. Not for our own sake. Not for our own glory. Not so that we can use it selfishly as James says, you have not because you ask not. If you ask it, you ask, you, you ask it in a lustful way, I'm paraphrasing, and that's why you don't have it, because you're asking for yourself. But if any two of us will agree as touching anything for God's kingdom, for His glory, for His honor, God says, I will do it. Why? Because of who I am. I'm a child of God. Because of where I am from. I'm from heaven. This body, the son of Adam, is from this earth. But when I was five years old, I was born again. And the son of God came into being inside of this body. And that son of God is accepted in the beloved. He's secure in Jesus Christ. He's sanctified in Jesus Christ. And I have access to all the power available in this world to be used for His kingdom. And no, because of who I am, I can understand and know who my Father is. Whether all of us have been on one side or the other. But you've either been on the side where you've been envious of somebody else because of who their father was. Or other people envious of you because of who your father was. Is that true? I mean as a child. Maybe not now as an adult, but as a child. I remember as a child, people used to say to me, my, not my friends, supposed to be my friends, they'd say to me sometimes, oh yeah, the preacher's boy. You can do anything you want because you're the pastor's son. They were envious of my position of who my father was. I wasn't always so envious because there's a few times I got teeth broken and bloody noses and whatever because I was the preacher's boy. That's not a joke. <laughs> but who our father was, uh, Father, let me give you this example. I had a friend in Ghana. He was driving. He went through a red light. They caught up with him, which is not usual in Ghana. Usually they stop you right there or they don't chase you. They don't, they don't chase you at all. But they waited for him down the road and they stopped him and said, you went through this red light and they said, we're taking your car, we're taking your license and you're going to go to court tomorrow. That's how it works in Ghana. You either... Find something, or you go to court. Or you beg for mercy. 
And so my friend went to court the next day. While he was walking into the court, he met a man. A man said, hey, what are you doing here? Who are you? Where are you from? He said, I'm a missionary. I'm, I'm from the United States, and I'm here. We're planning a church, and yada, yada, yada. I told him everything, and he said, what are you doing here? He said, well, I ran a red light, and they took my car, and he said, oh, okay. Where are you going to see the judge? He said, yes. He said, okay. My friend stood before the judge sometime later, and the judge said, You know what? You deserve to be fined. But you talked to my son earlier, and he talked to me about you, and I'm going to let you go. My friend preached a sermon that next week because of who the father is. <laughs> because of who the father is. And my friend, you and I could stand before the judgment and be judged, but because of who our Father is, we are accepted, we are secure, we are significant in Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul is trying to tell us through the Ephesians letter. I, I, I'm saying to you tonight that if we understand who we are, where we are from, who our Father is, we will walk a little bit differently in this life. And if we walk incorrectly, we soon forget. <clears throat> Went through that stage when I was 14. We, we soon forget who we are, where we are from, and who our Father is. You ever realize that? When we start walking the wrong pathway, how quickly we forget who I am. I'm talking about the child of God. We, soon, we quickly forget about where I am from, and we start acting like we are people of this earth. My friend, the Bible says we are pilgrims on this earth. We don't have an enduring city down here. And the Bible says those saints of old, they endured searching for a city whose builder and maker was God. Because I'm not from here, but I know who I am, and I know where I am from, and I know who my father is. But there are often times if I begin to walk as a human being on this earth, I begin to walk in the path of sin, carnality, lust. I begin to forget and act as one of these people on this earth. And I forget who my father is. I want to give you tonight the five P's of powerful living that Paul gave to the Ephesians. Number one. We've pretty much gone through it already. The power that is available. The power that is available. We have already talked about that power. And the Bible says that power which raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. But I, may I add to this tonight, not adding to the scripture, but may I give us an understanding of what he's telling us tonight. That you and I have the power towards us, to us, to raise up from the dead. We're not talking about literally raising up from the dead, although that is going to happen someday. But the power that we have tonight is to be transformed and conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. You and I have the power available to be something different tomorrow than we were today. We have the power to be something in the future that we, uh, we don't like about our past. 
When I preach to teenagers, I say it like this. You can be, if you don't like who you are today, you can change your future. And if you change your future, one day you'll look back and your past will be changed. You can change your past. I can't change my past today. I look back and I can say whether I like it or I don't like it. But if I change my future and I daily become transformed and conform to the image of Christ and I get down here a few years or decades later, I look back and my past looks entirely different. Because of the power that's available to us who believe. I believe next week I'm going to talk practically how you can apply that power to transform your life. But this week I want us to understand the power is available to us. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. My friend, that is not humanly possible. Therefore, it has to come through the power that's available to us who believe. And be conformed. You and I, Romans chapter 8, are, were predestined. Hey, you want a good verse on predestination? We were predestinated to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And the job, Romans chapter 8, of the Holy Spirit, the reason why he's praying and is answering our prayers according to the will of God, not our own will, is his job is to conform us to the image of Christ. The power in us, the Spirit of God, it's His job to conform me to the image of Christ. I have to yield to Him or I have to shun Him or I have to quench Him, but He's the one that's going to do the work in me. The power is available. That's not the question. As a child of God, as a pilgrim from heaven on this earth, as one whose Father is God, I have the power available to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Number two. Number one, our power is available. Number two, the position is accomplished. The position is accomplished. Turn over to chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Even when we were dead. Notice that. Even when we were dead. Past tense. Even when we were dead in trespass, dead in sins, hath already, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And hath, present tense, raised us up together and made us sit together. That's hath already, right now. Hath made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Don't ask me to explain it all. Don't ask me how it's possible that right now I'm on this earth, but also at the same time, my position in Christ is seated already in heavenly places. Don't tell me I can lose my salvation if I'm already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What is Satan going to do? Go up to heaven and take me from him? No way. <laughs> I already am seated. My position is accomplished. He hath quickened me. He has raised me. He has made me to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Revelation chapter 2, talking to the churches. Uh, the, Revelation chapter 2, he talks about um, 
He that overcometh, will I give him this and will I give him that? Of course, the same author of, this, of, of that book is the author of 1 John. And 1 John explains what he's talking about, hath overcome. My friend, it's not that you somehow have trudged through this life and you didn't make mistakes and you somehow get it to the end. But 1 John chapter 5 says, Who is he that overcometh this world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And God says in uh, Revelation uh, chapter 3, I believe, I don't know the exact verse, maybe 17, Revelation chapter 3, he says, To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne. This verse says, I have been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. My friend, Satan discourages us. He makes us afraid, but it's only because he plays mind games with us because you and I already have all the power of heaven at our disposal. Satan trembles and fears when he knows that the child of God grasps the understanding of who he is, where he's from, and who his father is. Because our position is already accomplished. The power is available. The position is accomplished. Number three, the pottery is assembling. Chapter 2, verse 10. Let's read that. I've got to hurry. Chapter 2, verse 10. I've got to hurry and I can't find it. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We are His workmanship. My friend, the Bible talks much about us being vessels in the hand of the master potter. And the Bible says right here, we are His workmanship. You go to an expensive pottery place where there's a master potter. Uh, my wife and I, I think about three years ago, we went to Gatlinburg and we went to some place and walked inside and uh, there was a, a pottery everywhere and very nice and expensive pottery and there was a particular man that did this pottery. Well, you notice that when you went in, that man's name was everywhere. He was not ashamed to put his name on his pottery because it was something worth bragging about. The Bible says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Philippians put it this way, and I love to say this to my dear brothers, who, I, who I, I, when I find out they are struggling with thoughts of, of self-image and, and am I, can I do something for God? Will God ever use me? Hey, the Bible says, uh, I'm being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Because we are His workmanship. He's not stopped working. Yes, we have ups and downs and we go back and we go forward. And our life sometimes as a Christian is like a roller coaster. But my friend, the whole time Jesus is using everything that comes into our life to mold us into something that is worth bragging about. The power is available. The position is accomplished. The pottery is assembling. Number four. The passports are accepted. The passports are accepted. Chapter 2, verse 19. Now therefore, 
Ye are no more strangers and foreigners, talking about heaven, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Ye are no more strangers and foreigners. You know, it's every so often in Ghana we have to go to the embassy, American embassy. And we have to go to get our passports renewed is usually the reason we have to go. Or birth abroad, which happened not so long ago with Noah. And, of course, the first thing they ask you is, do you have a passport? And part of the reason why they're asking is because still around the world today, everybody wants to come to America. If I have my American passport, all that's necessary is to give it to them, for them to write my name and my number down, and I'm granted access to American soil. When I get on the plane to come home, I don't have to go through a rigmarole other than security, making sure I don't have a gun, but they just show them the passport and I'm granted access. We flew into Chicago this last time and there was a long line of American citizens going in and I said something to the fact of there was a long line and I wasn't trying to complain. I just, I don't remember why I said it, but the lady thought I was complaining and she said, hey, those people over there, they're going to be hours and hours and hours. Those were the people that did not have an American passport. And so when we go to the embassy in Ghana, people will wait, can wait all day or they'll wait months for an opportunity to go and apply for, to be able to come in America. Why? Because they don't have the passport that gives them access. Some of them will never see America because they don't have the privilege of owning an American passport. I have often walked through those gates considering myself very privileged and very thankful that I have the opportunity because I live in America, I'm an American citizen, I can go to virtually any country in the world very easily and preach the gospel because I have an American passport. Similar to the Romans, Paul, who went around preaching the gospel in his world in that day. Because it's difficult to get into America, whenever I come home, I have a lot of people that say to me, jokingly and maybe not so jokingly, Pastor, take me with you. Pastor, I want to go with you. Why do you want to come with me? I live here. Why do you want to go to my country? They will give you all so many reasons, but the number one reason is I want to make money. <laughs> I want to get a good job and send money back to Ghana. No, I'm talking, I'm talking like a Ghanaian because I'm thinking like a Ghanaian. Uh, and so I asked them, who do you want to see? If you go to America, who do you want to see? Of course, before it was always, I want to go see Mr. Obama. He is African. He's an American also. He is born in Kenya. I want to see Mr. Obama. Some of them would say Bill Clinton. Some of them will say George Bush because there's a beautiful highway in Ghana built by George Bush. This time I was surprised one of them raised their hand and he said, I want to go see Donald Trump. Some of them will say, I want to see LeBron James. 
Some of them will say some actor or actress that they know about. But they all have a certain person they want to come and see. That is how they view America. Often people will tell me, when you go there, greet President so-and-so for me. I say, it's not like that in my country. <laughs> the truth is, this is not my country. In my country on this earth, there's murder. In my country on this earth, there is injustice. In my country on this earth, there is sickness. In my country on this earth, there is sadness. In my country on this earth, there is death. But my friend, I have a passport here. And if you will go to me, to my country, there's no sickness. There's no sadness. There's no injustice. There's no hate. There's no anger. There's no sin. There's no temptation. If you will go with me to my country, you can see Abraham. If you will come with me to my country, you will see Isaac. If you will come with me to my country, you will see King David. If you will come with me to my country, you will see Saul, and you will see David, and you will see Solomon, and you will see uh, Joseph, and anybody in the Bible that you want to see. My friend, if you take your passport and you come with me to my country, you will see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's no long line to see him, for all you have to do is whisper and he will hear your request. If you have an injustice, you don't have to worry about trying to slip something to help make your decision correct or trying to work your, your politi politics to get the decision correct. If you come with me to my country, Jesus says, I know truth, I know righteousness, I know judgment, and I will be just and honest and fair. Because, my friend, we have a passport that's already accepted. The power is available. The position is accomplished. The potter is assembling. The passports are accepted. Number five, the potentate is accessed. The potentate, that is a word for almighty, is accessed. Look at chapter 2, verse 18. For through him... That is Jesus. We both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. By God's Spirit, through Jesus Christ, you and I have immediate access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You ever pray? feel like your prayers don't get any further than the ceiling. I've been there. You ever pray and wonder if God's even hearing your request? I understand the truth of if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I understand that. But sometimes 
Satan wants to work and play games with your mind that somehow God is just not hearing this prayer. But because of who I am, where I am from, and who my father is, and the fact that he has given me his spirit in my temple, his temple, my body, my prayers don't have to reach those ceilings. They just have to reach right here. We talk about, this is my opinion, we talk about the Old Testament and Daniel and this angel having to break through. Romans chapter 8 says the Spirit prays for us. There's no angel that's going to stop the Spirit of God from getting to the Father. I have immediate access to the potentate. Our, po our potential as pottery is determined by our fellowship with the Father. Our fellowship with the Father is determined by our walk on this earth. Our walk should be determined by our understanding of who we are, where we are from, and who our Father is. And if you read Ephesians more carefully, we will understand that when the people didn't realize who they are, where they are from, who their Father was, it's because of sin in their life. That sin causes us to forget. It doesn't change it. As Pastor said earlier, it just gives us a darkened understanding. Paul said, I pray that you will be enlightened. The truth is right there. It's always there. It's just that sometimes we become dark through our sin. We start walking as a person of this earth in covetousness, in lusts, different kinds of lust, in those things. And the more we do, the more we forget. But if we, you and I, will just sit down and remember and say, hey, who am I? I'm a child of God. Where am I from? I'm not from this earth. I'm from up there. Who is my father? He's my, fa my father in heaven. He is the almighty God. Hey, why am I worried? Why am I concerned? Why am I defeated? Why am I down? Why do I think that I can't defeat this foe that's facing me? I can because I know who I am. I know where I'm from. And I know who my father is. I'll close with this. I went through an extreme time of spiritual battles for the lake area which we, where we minister. There's a lake there and there is a particular uh, territorial spirit which means he's over an area. And that territorial spirit was severely fighting us from getting a foothold in there because he knows that the gates of hell can't prevail against the church and he didn't want the church there. Set many things happen week after week. Something different would happen. I, I, I'd crash my bike. Or I crashed my bike and just in, after I got finished praying and some different things. And I knew that Satan was severely trying to discourage me. I cut my arm really bad. And God bless my wonderful wife that, so, that sewed me back together with super glue. Amen. <clears throat> About a three-inch gash. 
I remember seeing, being so defeated and so discouraged. And I remember going to the lake to spend time with God, and we'll talk about that next week. But as God began to strengthen me, as God's word began to burn in me like a fire, as God began reminding me, hey, don't forget about who you are, where you're from, who your father is. I stuck out my chest and I said, Satan, hey, guess who I am? Guess where I'm from? Guess where my father is? Hey, you can't stop this word because God has sent me to do it. And I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. If God has given me this kingdom, this area for his kingdom, you can't stop me. Because I know who I am. I know where I'm from. And I know who my father is. This week, no matter where you're at, what you're up against, where God asked you to go for him, don't forget who you are, where you're from who your father is. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes.